0: Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T., and welcome back. You guys thought I forgot about you because it's holiday week. No, I didn't. I'm still over here busting them out, nose to the grindstone, bringing your podcast. Might be a little bit late, but listen, it's Friday, and you're still getting it today. Today's episode is Ray Mejia. Ray Mejia has been in the Southern California VWC for quite a while. Back in the early 80s, he had a logoed streetcar car. That said, little little dreamer on the side, eleven second streetcar that he used to run around with Alex of Flat with uh, with his logoed streetcar and some of those other fellows back in the day. Then again, in two thousand one, he was on the cover of Hot VWs magazine with his sixty four chopped Gia Turbo twenty four hundred cc motor. And last but not least, in October of twenty nineteen, the first time Hot VWs had just an engine on the cover of their magazine and a full feature on just an engine that's Ray Mejia's turbo motor for his 1951 split window fuel injected crank fire ignition 400 horsepower turbo street engine so it's a good time great podcast uh, get into a lot of the details about uh, back in the day and the process of the cars that he's built so uh, we appreciate you guys out there listening if you enjoy what you're hearing, make sure you go to our Apple podcast page and rate and review us. Give us five stars and write up a review and we'll mention you. On today's podcast, I mentioned an air-cooled fool who said, Huge thanks. Thank you for making my morning and evening commute so much better. New to the VW scene and learning so much from your podcast. Keep it up. So he gave us five stars. Also, Vintage Volks says, Enjoy these podcasts. Thanks so much. So a lot of people are getting some enjoyment out of the podcast. We appreciate all the fans and the people that are listening to the podcast. So... Stick around after the podcast and listen to how you can help support Let's Talk Dubs. Also, you might get a sneak peek on our year-end podcast. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and listen to Ray Mejia, the guy who's been in the VWC in Southern California for a long time. He's put out a lot of cars. He's helped influence a lot of things in the VWC in the early 80s, and now he's still putting them out there today. Turbo street cars, drag cars. He's got a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So Ray Mejia. Volkswagen is a nice station wagon to have around the house. The 1974 Volkswagen covered by VW Owners Security Blanket. Hey everybody, Uh, we're back at you again with another dope interview with some of our Southern California people on today's podcast. We got Ray Mejia. You may be familiar with not so much Ray right now, but you will be because as his split becomes more popular, you're definitely familiar with his motor, his motor grace to cover Hot VWs, 400 horsepower Street Beast. I think it's a 2400cc, but we'll get into the details of that in just a minute. Chino, California. I got Ray Mejia here on the podcast. Ray, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, how you doing? Thanks.
0: So, Ray, recently, if anybody's following Alex of Flat4Media, you and Alex were kind of on a street cruise on a car that dates way back further than this 2019 issue of Hot VWs. We're talking about the, the Gia that you had, the 64 Gia in January 2001 Hot VWs magazine, which was a, a full-blown show car, feature car. And you still have that car to this day, huh? Yes, I do. What was interesting about that car is that car's got a 2443 big turbo monster in it. And uh, you drive that, you'll get in the freeway and drive that car. I mean, this this was a car, when you showed this car, this was powder-coated, plated, chromed, everything top to bottom, mirrors on display, and you have no hesitation to still, you know, 18 years later, you still hop in this car and you'll just mob it to go to Starbucks or take it to San Diego or go wherever, huh?
1: Yeah, this thing drives just like a stock car, uh, reliable, I call it old faithful where before, you kind of, everybody gets kind of worried about, well, my car could break down somewhere because it's high performance everything else. But this thing is so reliable, you can go anywhere with it.
0: Now, you've been doing VW stuff for quite a while. I mean, starting back in the early 80s. It seems to be that your weapon of choice is turbo cars. What's the reason that you like turbo motor so much?
1: Well, we started back with the aspirated car. And uh, back in, I'd say, 80 early 80s. And I built an IDA motor. Uh, we got into mid, ran mid 12s roughly, and it just wasn't enough. I said, you know what? 12s is fast. I've always said 13s is fast for streetcar. 12s is real fast. And I said, 11s, you're, you're in the high elite area. And the biggest thing was, is stop gearing. I didn't want to go to a five speed bird because, well, too expensive back then and afraid if you break that main, the uh, ring and pin in the main shop or something, you're on a long waiting list. Yeah. So I said, well, why not? So I did more research on turbos and I said, well, turbos, look, they they want more of a longer gear and put a load on the turbo. So I said, well, why don't we just start putting longer gears and drive this darn thing on the freeway? When we were driving the aspirated cars, we were driving the 437 with the 121 fourth, but the speed limits were 55 at that time. Right. And, and here you are screaming a motor at 4,000 RPMs at 55, and when the speed limits change, forget it. So we said, well, what if we just go stop gearing instead of dropping so much RPM and losing power? Let's go turbo.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I, I think if some people have never had a close geared trans, they don't know what that's like, and, and it's and it's really it's not for the street for sure. You know, as you're driving, you're you're banging gears, and uh, as you get to, you know, second to third, slightly drops, and then fourth barely drops from third. But it's just like bam, 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 and then you're on the freeway and it, it. It's fun for Saturday night running around, but if you've ever got to be anywhere and take the freeway, it's it, it kind of gets old pretty quick.
1: Exactly, the third, the uh, one twenty-one third, uh, fourth gear is equivalent to like a, a stock third gear in a regular volkswagen so imagine driving third gear on the freeway all the time and like i said that gets to be old school then especially if you are daily driver that was the, that was the only car i had so i drove around i said no you know it's got to be a better way and i started seeing at buggins i started seeing k cars running i said man okay mike maybe ski is pretty running pretty fast He's running 1105s out there i said we gotta make some changes here
0: yeah and the turbos the turbos seem to kind of really make a big difference um in performance in in respect to drivability I think on a turbo motor you can kind of cruise it around mildly just to kind of get around and then when you really want to get into it you just open her up and let that boost build and then it just takes over
1: you know oh the power of these things are just amazing especially cuz they don't need to be running big cams so big cams at hard of the valves and everything else They run a smaller cam and smaller rockers and thing just makes unbelievable amount of power
0: oh yeah now for our listeners that are following along if you guys uh wanted to grab your issue of hot vw's to check out the car that we're referencing you can also go to letstalkdubs.com and then blog and look at the show episode and show notes but also you can pick up your january 2001 uh hobby w's and you'll see on uh starts on page number 84 you'll see raise Ray's, Ray's gear. now w- What got you into Volkswagens, and how did you get your start in the VW scene?
1: Well, I guess like everybody does have a story on this one. Same thing with me. Uh, Back when I started out, I was uh, back in high school. uh, I was senior, junior, senior. I bought a 1970 Datsun 510, which is a stout car nowadays still. I wish I had. And back then, it was still a cool car, and I did the whole trick job on that thing with the suspension lowered, uh, the motor tricked out two-tone paint job and i loved road racing i love the hand- ability of a car going around turns and so and yeah of course you want to drag race the car once in a while and you do that and pretty much ran very i thought pretty respectable for what it was until i came across running a red volkswagen probably like a 65 66 and you know we look the motor and see some 44 idfs it doesn't seem like nothing big and well, when we got to finally running with this car, and it just left me on the line, I couldn't believe how this car jumped out in front of me, and I couldn't catch it at that point. I said, okay, what's the difference here now? And that was my turning point. I said, okay, that's it. We're going more street racing instead, uh, drag racing, then I have to go out to the hills and run the car instead. Yeah,
0: and so that's what got you— fired up about that's what piqued your interest to get into to start chasing after the the horsepower vw world
1: yeah that that one time was the the eye opener that was the eye opener now
0: the motor that you have in the Gia, the 2443 turbo motor so who built it now did you build that motor
1: i built that one and I've had I've had sh- I've had numerous ones. I've had uh, that's the second engine. Well, actually, third. I went through from IBA Motors to turbo engines after, but the one the current one right now is a twenty four forty two fuel injection uh, turbo.
0: Now, now you've also got a split that's going to be coming out. Uh, the motor's already being featured, like we talked about earlier. It, it's the motor that's on the cover of October. 2019's hot VWs, super nice motor, Porsche fan shroud setup, and it's a fuel-injected turbo setup. Now, tell me about this motor. What's the, what's the specs and the and the build design behind this motor?
1: Well, we wanted uh, it, you know, it wanted to do something different. I said, okay, I got the split window that I bought, and I've had it for a year, and I said, you know what? I, I didn't want to tear the car apart because I didn't want to really uh, tear a perfectly good split that had the 36-horsepower engine, and it's all... Redone, Uh, tried it for a year, and it wasn't for me. So I said, well, let's take it apart and let's build it the way I like to build it. And we went uh, custom everything on it, basically, other than stock interior. I said, well, let's leave the car pretty much stock and change the shifter only and hype up the whole car. So I said, well, let's build a engine, start with an engine. And we went with a, uh, a 2276. It's got a scat flange crank in it uh four eleven center mains, uh let's see here we go. Um a Rev six clutch on this thing, the I beam rods, uh three eighths bolts all all the hypo basically the engine is a pro turbo engine that we just put fuel injection in it. Oh really? And so it's it's got it's got the works in it.
0: So this motor, you've dynoed this motor at four hundred horsepower? Yes. Now this motor here in your split, so what are you running for trans in the split?
1: The split has a um a white rhino case with all Weddle gears, Weddle ring and pinion, and all stock ratio. So everything is just heavy duty in it. And who it's stock ratio three three eighty eight with a point eighty nine fourth gear. And who
0: built your who built the tranny?
1: Rancho uh Rancho uh, built that trans.
0: Yeah. And so the the trans same, same people built the training in the gear too.
1: Yeah, uh, in fact, yes, Mike Mike built the the gear trans. In fact, now that you mentioned the gear trans, what's kind of crazy about this? The gear transmission, it's all different gears, but it has the original transmission case, which is a magnesium Rhino case that was in my oval window little Dreamer car back in '82. So I've had the same transmission case
0: since 82 in that car so let's talk let's talk about the history of little dreamer so little dreamer was your car that was your car that you were running 12s in yeah tell me about that tell me about that car
1: well that car came right after uh well let's see early early 80s about after i got beat with that one bug i said well i kept looking around for a car and being a young kid I was living at home still it was an impound, a police impound yard just uh, about a mile away from my home, and they just, passing by, happened to see one in there, and I said, oh my goodness, there's a the dream car. And I just kept going back and forth to them. They wouldn't want to sell it, and finally uh, they said, you know what, uh, well, you can, you know, if you're interested, in you can buy it. And uh, I jumped on that, and it was like five or $600 back then. And then we started the works on the car. Uh, the first thing I said, well, you know what? Let's find out who's going the fastest. And I looked up, uh, we started going to some of the races, and I see Steve Timms. I say, well, this guy's running in the tens out here, and he's got a lot of records. And so why not start with him, and, uh, start learning about horsepower and how to make horsepower? So Steve Timms did the motor
0: in that car, or that, or, or he did the heads? Or what part did Steve Timms have to do with Little Dreamer?
1: He did. He did the heads. That was the hardest thing is getting the right person to do the heads. Most people wouldn't do heads for you. And I got to know Steve, hung around the shop a lot and asked questions. And uh he had said he's only built a few set of heads uh, that were for that people used for street cars. That was myself and Ray Medrano back then. Yeah. And Ray Medrano was big into the Volkswagen scene. So we had two of the fastest streetcars that were literally streetcars that you could drive to places out there Raymond and myself over on the uh, east side over here
0: and what what year is this that you're running around with little dreamer uh it's
1: 82 83 82 to 84 range or so I, I believe 85 maybe up to 85 or so
0: and you guys are racing a few years racing streetcars or what are you are racing at the track or a little bit of both
1: we're doing both. We uh, we would do uh, Thurs. I think it was Thursday nights, in Orange County. So we you know, towed bar to the car out to Orange County, got all slicks on over there, and just go out and run. And some of the uh, one of the big ones that I remember on one of the nights um we ran a co- against a Cobra. Yeah. And people thinking, Oh my God, try Volkswagen against a Cobra. Well, at the other end of it, you got people coming up to you like, What the heck was in this thing? Because back in the 80s you wouldn't think Volkswagen's right to be doing what it did and it took on the cobra and this was a real cobra it wasn't back uh the uh replicas this was a, a real cobra and it was like it, that that was just a a big turnaround right there
0: so little dreamer you're running that on the street for how long
1: i ran that car uh on the street that was my daily driver it was literally my day my daily driver uh and it, it was a, a maroon oval window one piece windows centerline car uh we ran that uh, basically bracket 1 uh in at OCIR back in the Buggins then on the days so paul though me we said well let's make something different you know we were young and uh decided let's name the car why not a lot of guys had their cars named over at the, at, at OCIR and were fast enough and we named the car and i found a guy that uh did uh murals and so that was Danny Alvarado in the uh, East LA area. So he says, Hey, let's try something different. So he, my car was the first car he tried out, and we went with it. And so, and he just and, drove, drove this thing on the street.
0: And how many cars, how many street cars at that time had logos on the side? Like had the, the names and the, the cars were named for the street? Or was that mostly like, a, like an LA uh, street racer thing?
1: I was the first one in the LA area. I don't know. If Orange County had any guys naming their cars on them at the time, but uh, in the LA area, west side, south side to our east side, uh, I, like I said, not knowing the Orange County side as much there, I was the first car out. So, L- Lil
0: Dreamer comes out first, and then who's next on the scene? Like, who's the group of guys with the logoed cars out there? Because I remember there's quite a few of them, and I remember there's, there's a run in Hot VW's Magazine and VW Trans where there's, you know, in the 80s, there's a... Few cars come through that are all logoed up, so there was kind of this logo trend going on,
1: and that's what it was. It several came out. Uh, I know Alex uh, uh, dia he did his car on Bad Temper Two. Uh, it was just uh, numerous, a numerous ragberry uh Boom, uh, just to name a few. But th- there was there was quite a few. There was quite a few after that, and everybody, everybody always said, "Well, you started a trend on this thing," and. It was just something different.
0: With Little Dreamer, with Little Dreamer, how long did you have that car on the road and then what's what happened with Little Dreamer?
1: Uh, I had it at, I'm gonna say roughly four or five years and uh, at that point there I sold it. Um, I was building my gear. and we said, Well, I'm gonna I I'm still living at home and don't have room for a bunch of cars, so I took everything out of the car. I took all the racing stuff out, uh transmission, uh, that's why I got the transmission still in my my gear now took the race motor out uh and pretty much sold it as a stock car really other than the other than the interior being corbeau seats and so on there it was a stock engine uh and that's how i sold it i took the name off the car too so we rubbed it we rubbed all the thing out so i sold it just as a, a purple oval window
0: oh really so you got rid of the car stripped it down and then do you know what happened to the car
1: when i sold it um for some whatever reason, a few years after, I get a notice from a police impound and the car is in the impound yard. And I said, why are they sending it to me? And I said, well, you know, let me go investigate. So I go down there and I, uh, the guy said the car was stolen and rolled down a hill. So the car was destroyed. Oh, wow. And I said, well, uh, looking at it, it wasn't worth rebuilding at that point. It was just a heart. It was a heartbreaker.
0: So the guy that you sold it to never registered it in his name.
1: That's the only thing I could think of. Was, say, why did I get uh, the notice on there? Luckily, I didn't get no tickets or anything behind that. But uh, I guess last registered owner, and I, it was at the same impound yard that I had bought the car originally too.
0: Oh, really? So you bought it at the impound yards, built it, gave it a reputation on the street, decided to change gears, sold it again, and then it comes full circle back to the same wrecking yard, huh? yep wow that's That's (laughs) that was it that's crazy so then you go to build the gear now the gear that you built is a chopped gear and i mean chopping a gear that's not that's not an easy feat
1: that was a tough one uh we said let's let's do something different and that's where we went said let's keep the car looking different than everybody else that was the whole key don't want to be just like everybody else and blend in between Right, so we said let's let's chop this thing, let's see how we can do it and uh, we did a four inch chop and leaned the back window down because I didn't like the way the gears look with a smaller chop window, so I wanted a full size window mm-hmm. and brought the front down and made everything work
0: yeah that's I mean that's with the, with the curve on that roof i mean that's that's quite a bit of work, so I mean and it looks and it looks good the chop that's on on the gear. How long was the project how long was the the gear project to build?
1: Uh, that took a few years. There wasn't any rush at the time. We were just saying, you know, let's build a full show car. Basically, uh, it was a pan off restoration. Uh, it stripped everything on the car and built it from ground up. So we said, let's do it right. And the, as the body was being done, we finished everything, got all the body work and chose the color out and chose a different color, chose a Porsche raspberry, which was different than normal colors of a car back then the neons were in, the, in and so we're not going neon but we want to go a little bit different uh pastel colors were in so we decided that color
0: Yeah and you finished this car it's in it's in 2001 hot bW is that when you finished the car you had it finished before then
1: We finished it before uh we showed it we started showing it at the Jamboree's uh at Irvine uh and back then it was on uh, an IDA motor mm mm-hmm. Mhm and like anything else uh you know the 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 turbo hit back on me and we went so we said let's we need to go faster and build more horsepower and not have to use as much rpm also
0: yeah no this is i mean i'm I'm, I'm looking at that i'm looking at all the the detail and the mechanicals on the motor man there's there's quite a bit of (laughs) there's quite a bit of stuff going on there on that uh on that turbo setup but um Man, you know, I I I ran a bug with a side draft turbo on it for a little bit, and uh, I actually, I actually really enjoyed driving this little 19, 1914 with a side draft turbo setup in it. Uh, it was a good running little thing, man. Was, there, there's nothing nicer than a turbo motor. That that pull that you get on the top
1: end, if it's tuned right, if it's tuned right, it is the best thing you can have. They're just unbelievable power and the maintenance is so simple.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, the good thing is if you, you, you kind of, you're you're heavy duty, the bottom end and really the, the mo the power comes on from the, the boost. And, you know, if you've got a big enough displacement, you've got plenty of low end torque, but once you get on the freeway, man, you just start wringing that thing's neck, those things just come to life. And it's, it's insane. And, And really with just a few minor tweaks, man, you can really pull tons and tons of power out of those things. So, um, you seem to have some success because this motor. How many how many miles have you put on this gear since it's been finished? Would you estimate?
1: Oh wow! Uh, I'd probably say less than ten thousand. No, no, somewhere in that. No, yeah, somewhere in that range. I'd say ten thousand. I mean, it's There's it's some,
0: it's a car you're not scared to drive, but you definitely. Uh, you know, oh, I, was, no. I was talking to Alex. He said, "I think you said you took it down to." Uh, did you drive this thing down to San Diego from where you're at?
1: Yeah, we drove it uh, on a cruise, They said, well, let's drive down there, and that was kind of like the big test for me. I said, well, this car's never gone that far. It's always been city-driven and everything else, so let's go, and we filled the thing up, not knowing how many miles to a gallon it's going to get, so we filled it up, drove out to San Diego, and as soon as we got down there, we checked what the miles were, and we filled the tank back up, and we came out sorting out that the thing came out twenty three, twenty four miles to a gallon.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, just cruising huh? just just putting down the highway because you're, you're big, your big gear trans,
1: right? Yeah, and so it, it had a Robert uh, Kisala drive. So he wanted to drive over. I said, okay, I'll sit passenger. You, you drive, and you know, open it up once in a while, test it on the freeway. You give it a little gold punching there, and it's uh, got power, and you had reliability.
0: Yeah, those things are. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of the best of both worlds, you know. I mean, you can you can you can cruise it and just keep it mild mannered if you want. And then if somebody wants to jump bad on the freeway, you can kind of clean their clock real quick.
1: <laughs> that's so, that's what's impressive that you can just nail it and not and just watch the boost jump. And so
0: on the new no, car,
1: no stumbling
0: on the split window with that motor. What made you decide to go fuel injection on that?
1: You wanted it to be different. here we go again. it's basically it's now here we are in you know 2019 everybody's going fuel injection and well, let's try something different. Uh, I had the fuel injection in the gear and it worked out great. so I said Wallace might as well fuel inject it again uh, I want I love the idea of having a closed decklet. It's always the un, the unknown. I, I'm not that big wow factor guy. Like somebody say, oh, look at this big old turbo back here. You know, no. I'm, I, I like to be low, discreet, and clean, simple. Not 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 cluttered up.
0: Yeah, this I, I tell you the motor that that motor that's on the cover of October 2019's Hot VWs, man. That's a that's a super clean motor, man. I mean, there's like, it, it's real simple, not a lot to it, and uh, that's some, that's some work to make that thing. Sp- fit in this in a split window engine bay
1: it was that was the challenge on there and that's where I really had to come up with some thought and that's probably where i spent the most time in in the fabricating of it because it uh it the turbo fitting it down under the apron not burning anything not getting too close to paint and then when you getting the up pipe going into the turbo into the engine case on there we're figuring out well how do i make this 911 shroud work on this thing and you started playing with it. It started forming up pipes and everything else. I said, "Well, how do we go different?" And I said, "Well, how about a single throttle body?" And you know, put it on the understand and trying to figure out, get it close, uh, measuring the engine bay, and they ended up using with a single throttle body on this thing and modifying the throttle body where we put a V band on it to save space because if I used the uh, two-inch hose on it, it would push the throttle body too low and it'd be right on the on the transmission case. Right. So, just started, you know, looking at different ways. You, you know, you, your head starts thinking, and so, well, how about if I cut it? And then we, we put a V band and start shaping everything. And we got to tuck it. And say, hey, this thing's gonna work. It's gonna really work. And you could I have a lot of pictures of the car where it was all in the pre-made uh, stuff, where the fan trial was still red at the time. And started fabricate everything. Started to so spot weld everything. And said, well, this might work after all. And lo and behold. By the time we got it all done, polished up, and trial fit in the car, and I said, "Oh my God!" Under the deck lid, turbo single throttle body, which most people run dual throttle bodies. Yeah. And that's and that's why I wanted to be different. I said, "Well, the gear has a single throttle body, and it's hidden the backside. Let's hide this behind this shroud. And knowing since we're running street eliminator heads, I was worried about the cooling system on it. So knowing that the uh, 911 fan blew a lot of air it kept it keeps the heads really really cool
0: and so on this this motor that's in the split window uh this car is together running and driving now you can take this car out and drive it now yes and you've taken have you it's taken it done any distance driving in it
1: uh let's see here um It's pretty much local, Southern California. The local shows, uh, driven it out to the uh, Long Beach uh, Arena over there, the Veterans Stadium. That was the longest probably drive right now. Uh, Driven it out to Rancho, to Glendora, to all the local shows at this point right now. Uh, We're trying to keep it local, especially in a split window. Uh, The whole thing is done, the Panjab, everything that's and you know you still got a keep in mind that it, the last thing you do know is get hit by somebody yeah so try not to put it on the street as much but i it's a drivable car it's it's street driven and it'll get to wherever i need to if i need to go to a big show or something i'll put it on a trailer because it'll be clean already and not have to worry about cleaning the bottom of the car
0: yeah so what's so the what's the story on the split how did you how did you acquire the split and how does this how does this project come to be
1: well, the group of guys that I hang out with, uh, Alex, Flatboard Media, Robert, all, they they said, yeah, why don't we try split windows? We've all had, he had a 55 that he, uh, he drove, we drove these cars. And, well, let's jump into the big leagues and let's go all split windows. And that's where it went. They got, Alex got his split windows, black one. Robert got his uh, split window. Miguel has got his split window. And I was the last one. I think, okay, I better get a split window then. Never, yeah. never thought I'd be owning a split window, but it never, you know, never crossed my mind whatsoever. And uh, one came up. Um, Robert, uh, I mean, Bob uh, from Philadelphia found the car, and he says, hey, there's one on eBay. So he gave me the thing on eBay, the number, looked it up, and it had a, the guy's phone number on there. So I called the guy up. I said, what do you want for the car and uh, this auction? Made a deal, end the auction, and I bought the car from him straight out. Oh, nice and it came from so it came from Pennsylvania uh what happened is the his father was was a Volkswagen fanatic and they him and his son basically started building this car and restoring it together they owned a body shop and they restored it back to a stock looking car and that's how I bought it I bought it with about 80 80 percent done and gave me all the parts to finish it basically I just need a few few little things that you got to run around and find the hard the hard the, Buying items, so uh, we got the deal done. Shipped the car out to me, and it was exactly what he said it was. I was tickled pink for what I got it uh, on there, and I said, "Well, and that's why I said I kept it. I kept the stock for a year because it was done. It was done nicely. We took it out. That's the first year I took it out to um, Veterans Stadium, which was uh, let's see here, that was a classic, and we got first place on oh, on split window stock."
0: Oh, nice! And so you, so the the one classic they had, I think it was uh, two years ago that they had at Veterans Memorial. You had it out that at that event in its stock form.
1: Yeah, that was the first test drive we took on the car. That's about an eighty mile one way trip for the car, and I well drove it out there and kind of a white knuckle ride because it had the uh, sixteen inch skinny tires on there and your running the engine at i don't know it gotta be four thousand rpms with the stock gear transmission all stock and like oh my god this is scary
0: with a 25 horse huh man that's a that, that's a that's a serious uh commitment to get a 25 horse on the freeway man i, I don't know Look if i the, i had i did it once one, and i don't know if i'd do it again
1: this this one was a 36 so it had a little extra horsepower oh okay so Big. but it, it has no punch it just has literally no pickup speed no nothing and like I said, you're driving this thing at 65 and sitting at about 4,000. The engines are screaming, but it's no power. Oh yeah, and that's not me.
0: And you get to hear the trans. Ah, you know, get that you got that <laughs> straight cut gear whine, and it's just like holy cow, man. But uh, it
1: sounded like it sounded like a tin cannon at a car.
0: And so now, do you build you build most, most of your own motors? Yes. And so. Uh, for our listeners out there, like building building turbo motors, like what do they want to do when they're going to build a turbo motor like what what are the ideal components that you want to get started with and make sure that you have in respect to a good foundation for a nice turbo motor that you can take to the track and weekend run and then also you know cruise thing around the streets.
1: A turbo motor is no different than an aspirated motor. Mm-hmm. You still build everything with high components, the best that you, you want to get. An engine, the turbo engine, you just don't have to rev as high as a aspirated motor, so I don't have to go through valve jobs as much, and so it, it's, it'll last longer. Like, my gear engine's been together for probably seven, eight years uh, since it's been taken apart. Yeah, what These was, things last.
0: What was the reason you tore it down?
1: Uh, we just went to cam changes. All it was is cam changes, trying to find the right cam and just making it more streetable. That's all I kept doing. I said, you know what? I'm getting older and I'm not into street racing as much there. And just like a little power in the car and more drivability. Right. And that's the same. And that's the same principle that came up the split. I said, well, we're going to build a bunch of horsepower. That's going to be streetable. All they need. the, The difference is the amount of boost. Turn down the boost, turn down the boost, you have more reliability.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, with turbo motors, man, they're, they're, like, I, I can't say enough about turbo. I've, I've had a couple, I, I still have a an EFI set up in my garage here, a CB Performance set up, one of the older EFI ones that I made, decide down the road. I've got, you know, most of my stuff has Type Fours in it, but I've got a 2332 sitting in here on a shelf that, uh, never been started or never been run. It was put together when the, when the CB wedge port heads first came out and I've got, uh, two turbo setups. I got, uh, you know, a CB setup. And then I actually have another setup that I got from, uh, Pip a while back on uh, shot Collar. that car he had called shot Collar. I bought that big monster turbo setup, which is like inch and three quarter tubing all the way through, but that's like a, yeah. a full blown drag setup. But uh, who knows? I might sneak one of those on a motor here sooner or later, and just and get that, get one of those bad dudes on the road because they're just so they're just so much fun to drive, man. I mean that, that turbo punch that you get is uh is out of control. So on on the split when you so when you decided to swap the motor over on the split right, convert it from stock to modified. Yeah. You obviously did you you upgraded the brakes and all that.
1: Yes, we changed everything. Came off the car: the the front beam, the brakes, the master cylinder. It was just like doing a whole new car again. Mm-hmm. It just luckily the, the foundation was already there. So we took a, took a beam. Uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to cut the original beam. It's got the short tower one. So I said, you know what? Maybe I might save it for a later date or something. So I took another beam and narrowed that and installed the, uh, Willwood brakes, the drilled rotors, uh, the whole, uh, the whole, shabam, the best brake, the best you can buy for It's what it came down to. We did the adjustable adjustable spring plates in the rear, the whole transmission setup, like I said, that special uh, billet nose cone that they sell for split windows that only fit for that.
0: <laughs> the front beam came from, is that a Russell's beam from Old Speed?
1: No. It, it was just a regular beam that I cut. I, I like, I'm I'm the guy, I'm going to try it first. If I can't do it, then it'll go somebody to get done. So right. I'm a trial and error guy. I'm a trial and error guy, and I... Went in. But this, uh, I cut the beam in my gear before, and I said, "Well, let's cut another one here. Let's buy a separate beam and cut it separate and build everything before I take the car apart." I wanted to have everything there, so when I made the transition, everything was just going to change over real quick and not going to take me a year project on this thing.
0: So on the uh, on the split one, you you've done most of the work on that yourself.
1: Yes. Other than what the car came the way it was painted, I did the total. I did the total transformation a total transformation, everything.
0: You know, I think sometimes when you're working on a project, you know, it's better maybe to pay a few bucks more. I mean, you could have bought a roached out. You could have spent six, 7,000 bucks and bought a roached out uh, split window shell and started building it from there. But I think, you know, if a guy's to spend 20 or 30, 40,000 bucks on a on a rolling, driving, completely restored type deal and then modify it the way you want, I think at the end of the day, you're probably dollars, a lot of dollars ahead in respect to, you know, the pain and suffering of dealing with like a body shop that's going to take two years to put your project on hold, and uh, you know, all of those types of things. So I think I, I think that as we get older, I think that becomes the more effective way to get to realize your dream. You know, get something close to where you want it, and then just kind of bring it in from that standpoint. Because we're not as young as we used to be, and we don't have the time or patience to be, you know, dealing with body shops and really there's a lack of a lot of those craftsmen out there that, you know, you can take a car to. And the, I mean, there's a few guys out there, but the waiting list is tall for those guys. You know, if you want to get a split window painted correctly and, you know, have everything done, right.
1: You're exactly. You're exactly right on that one. Cause what happened, I was looking for split window and I wanted a project car. I didn't want somebody else's car that somebody else is going to know already. And in fact, Al- Alex and I were looking and we found one in big bear. He wanted thirty he wanted thirty thousand for a car that he already took it all apart. He had everything for it, so was ready just to do a paint job and the restoration on it. And I was I was winning the game. And emailed the guy and everything. He responded to me. And I hate to say the way he said this. He said he didn't think I was the proper guy to own the car. He didn't know who I was. He didn't know what I was gonna do with this thing, (laughs) that I was gonna build this thing to the limits on there. But he didn't think I was the, pro. that was his wording that I don't think you were the proper uh, person to sell it to. I said, oh, my God. Really? And I sent it, I sent him an email that I explained to him who I was, what I was going to do with it. It was going to be shown around the areas. He would have had a chance to see it. It wasn't going to be sold, you know, going out of the country. It was something that was going to be kept around here, and he never responded back to me. Yeah, you never. Know, it, it was a car. Car and Big Bear was.
0: Some people are just weird, man. Some people are just, uh. I don't know. You know, I don't know if the guy just didn't want to sell it. If he just started having seller's remorse before he sold it or what the deal was. But you never know. I mean, I did, I, I did that one time when I had my car for sale and, and guy came to buy it. And then I just started thinking, I don't know if I want to deal with having to build another one. But I mean, in that case, that the car's not even built. It's a dead project. And so for that guy to hold on to, it just seems kind of foolish.
1: Well, it was a blessing because it, now that he sold it, it gave me the opportunity. When this one came up, this one was already eighty percent done. The the pan was done, all glossed, everything was done, totally redone. The paint job was all new. The car hadn't been out on the streets yet, yeah. so and so so nobody saw this car before. That's what it was. It's like it wasn't. Oh, you bought this. Oh, this guy used to own this car before and all that. It, it wasn't that.
0: Yeah, you know, but there's still there, there's still an opportunity even if you buy a car that's been built. You know, the, I don't know if you saw the black oval that I had. It's been out at a couple of shows, and I just recently got rid of a 55 oval that I had that was on the 17-inch Fuchs that Pip did for me, and that car was on the cover of VW Trends in 95, but it was more like a stock. My buddy, my buddy who built it, Sean, built it with like he bought every single accessory you could ever buy for a car and just threw it on this 55 ragtop. And you know, this car was really like it was cover car in 95 VW trans black and red on black and red, white, uh, black and red rims, with white walls and everything. But when I got it, you know, I completely redid the car, you know, mostly with stance and paint the solid black and then blacked out the trim and did some other stuff. And a lot of people could never even figure out it was the same car. But I think, you know, you can buy, I, I think there's, you can buy a car and doing certain things to it, you can make it your own, you know, but it it you got to, you got you to gotta maybe find a car that's a little bit vanilla or a car that's not, yeah. doesn't got a lot of punch to it. You know what I mean?
1: And that's what this was. This was the opportunity that, like I said, one got away, but this one came out to be good because it was a color I wanted. It was everything that I wanted. It was stock, but... I, I, I gave it a chance. I gave it a chance. I said, okay, let's just leave it like that in nostalgia. And it just, like I said, it wasn't me. We gave it one year. I said, one year we're gonna get. And if it doesn't change my mind, we are gonna make this car the way I want to make it. And I don't plan on selling it anyway. So this is my style, uh, my power, my my everything the way I like it.
0: No, this uh, this, this this thing's a monster. And so, what's the paint color on it?
1: It's the uh, sand color. It's the it's it's the original to the uh, title to the birth certificate on it. So it was a repaint of the original.
0: Yeah, that's a good looking car, man. It's uh, I'm looking forward to to seeing the car in person now that it's been because this is kind of the first time it's been redone since last time you showed it. Like this is the street, this like the street strip version of it. Yes. So not if last you, time. You most, could, last time the car was really shown at a big show was when it was all stock.
1: Uh, we, let me think here. We, no, we, you know, we took it to the last Prado Prado. We had it, uh, just, I had just barely finished it when I made the conversion on it. So nice. Prado was first time that we showed the car there.
0: Nice. After yeah. the conversion. That's a beautiful car. Uh, I'd like to, I'd love to see how that motor pulls with that, uh, oh, that turbo sh- set on it. I like it.
1: When Nothing. you're around and the car and the area's good, but you're welcome with- <laughs> Come on,
0: take a ride on it. Yeah, man. This what I love about it's the deck lid's closed. You know, you're running this full, this full turbo setup, and the deck lid sits closed, and you're running 400 horse. It's just completely unsuspecting. That's what, that's what I think is my favorite part about it is that, uh, you know, you can't, you can't really tell. You know, you got uh, my my boy Split Dog with his side draft setup with the injection on it. He's got not only does he have standoffs, but he's got his deck lid stood off about 10 inches just to, to fit all the all the monkey bars that are on that are involved with that big side draft setup. He's got one of those AJ Sim setups and it's, it, you know, it takes up a lot of space in that engine compartment, but with this, the sleek setup you got, man, it all fits under the deck lid. And I mean, it's, it's super smooth looking. I dig it. And, and those of you guys that are listening on the podcast, um, it, if you haven't gone to letstalkdubs.com blog and, and followed along on the podcast follow along, you can also check out Ray's Instagram at uh, Ray Mejia 51 and they can check out the split there, a lot of before and afters and uh a lot of good a lot of good shots of this car and some shots of little dreamer and stuff like that. So so what's uh so the plan now just cruise around and uh, and and regulate on the streets or what what's the goal now?
1: That's really it, just to show up to shows that people see see some you know things that you don't see very often. When you go to a show, you might see one. If you're lucky one split there and it now with most of us having our streetcars, you might see two or three at a big show. And really that's it's that's a crowd pleasure to a lot of people think. and to me it's like I didn't think very much of it. I said, okay, I'll just get a split window, not a big deal. But it really is. It, people really admire And always say, that's my goal. That is the jewel that I want. (laughs) And here, like you said, we're we're older. We like it. And I love the idea of the car. At first, when I bought it originally, it wasn't for me. I thought, oh, my God. I don't know know why I bought a split. I just didn't think anything of it. But when I make the transformation on it, it was, that's it. This car ain't ever leaving my hands.
0: Yeah, when you drove it stock, you were thinking, like, what am I doing? This is an old man's car.
1: This is a... (laughs) exactly it just it just wasn't me and i didn't want to break people's hearts to take it apart and do what i wanted to do it but you know what bottom line it's my car that's it and it, and it's exactly and you do it the way you want to do it and this is my style and this is what this is what people like to see
0: well yeah a uh you know in, in my opinion the stock split window is like volkswagen's version of the the model a you know what i mean it's like uh as basic and simple and underpowered and cute in its own way. But it's like, it deserves to be really modified and really dialed in and, and, and like, uh, you know, it needs to be a little more 32 forward than model a, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, uh, it, it definitely makes a, it, it just makes, it's so funny because that car stock, you can drive two, have two cars identical, change the stance and the drivetrain on one, which is basically what you've done on yours, and a bone stock one, and the cars have two completely different personalities. You know, kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde type thing, and it's, for all intents and purposes, it's the same car with the difference of suspension and drivetrain, and I mean it goes from like this. You're just got to be patient. If you're driving that stock 36 horse, you just better be patient and just just be quiet and go where you're going because you you're not going to you're not going to direct anything in traffic you're just going to take whatever's left over and then in this monster with 400 horsepower you're taking whatever lane you want and you're you know you're regulating on the street so yeah I think it's awesome man I've got a I I have a split window as well that's been in the paint and body shop for a little bit of time and uh I'm uh, I'm patiently waiting to get it back so We'll, uh, well, that'll
1: be, that'll be soon.
0: We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, it's, it's painted now and it's got all the suspension done to it. So, uh, that, that one actually has a Berg five speed and, uh, a 2600, oh, nice. 2600 type four with 48s on it. So we'll, uh, Street killer. yeah, we'll see. It's, it's, it's more of the torque monster. You know what I mean? Just, uh, I, I just love the, the torque of a type four, but who knows, you know, I've always toyed with the idea of turbocharging a type four. Uh, because I think that would be the ultimate of like turbo and then you know like low end torque and then you know top end boost but uh i 've had a few of my friends that build these type four motors warn me on the uh on the on, on the head surface area that there's with the type fours but you never know might try to um, I I, we might have to just keep raising the bar someone 's just got to keep kicking the bar a little bit higher, so
1: go ahead one of the things i one of the things i you know just to throw in here one of the things i notice this is for my personal self on there sure when i put the turbo when i put the turbo down underneath the car it took all the heat out of the engine bay yeah that's what it was and and it took that big wow factor out because this one here in particular when you look at it you, you really have to study it and you realize there's no wires in this car there's no spark plug wires that you can see there's no distributor on the thing and you start scratching your head what what the heck is this thing on here Oh, yeah. it's turbo in, it's turbocharged it's fuel injected, it's crank triggered it's just got all the modern things with an old car
0: and what type of injection are you running on it
1: it's got c b uh gen four
0: so it's the c b gen four and has that been working out i mean is it is it run does it start right up and 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 idle good and all that kind of stuff no issues with that
1: mark uh Lawless over there, he got a basic map in there for me, and it was unbelievable. Really? I said, wow, this is this is so simple, which was nice that he took control of my computer from his place and started dialing in for me right there. I said, oh, my goodness. And I am i don't know anything about fuel injection. I don't know how to tune one of those things up. I was like, oh, God, how am I going to get something on here? But the nice thing is once it's done, it doesn't change unless you change it.
0: Yeah, that's uh, and, and crank trigger, uh, the tr- crank trigger ignition is another, another, uh, more commonly used modern day technology that really makes a substantial difference in how good they run, just because the accuracy of the uh,
1: the spark. Yeah, that's that was great because we everything was hidden, so you can't even see there's a crank trigger in it.
0: That is the way of the future, you know. I think you know we're, we're working with bottom end motors from from valve cover to valve cover the is 1950s technology but with you know the fuel injection and the crank trigger ignition you really can wake these things up quite a bit so yeah i'm looking forward to seeing this thing uh seeing this thing the next time i'm out there in la checking it out at a show and uh man this is this is pretty legit so uh anybody you wanted to give some shout outs to some people that have been out there in the scene helping you out doing some of this stuff too since you're on the podcast give some respect to some of the people that are doing some things
1: oh god there's just so many people to thank for this area to get me in there you know steve tim's way back uh started me out back then and just everybody that's taught me anything that goes uh today today was a little bit special day today was uh yeah, uh, got involved with uh, DBK now. So oh, now man. I'm an official DB, DBK member with uh, with the Split Window.
0: Yeah, no, that's legit, man. Yeah. I I saw that on Instagram, man. Well, welcome to the club, brother. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, that was that was an exciting day for me today. It's like, okay, well, great, man. Here we are. We you know we're in the big leagues with the uh, the top the top cars out there, the best of the best.
0: Yeah, you know that's that's one of the that, that's one of the reasons that, you know when I I was brought in DBK with my Type Thirty Four gear and it was. It was one of those things where, you know, DBK, GFK, you know, there's there's certain clubs out there that command respect, and that when you hear the club name, there's a, there's always an image in your mind of kind of what that, what the what the level of that car is going to be, you know, and it, it, it's always been, you know, for longest time it was it was German folks or DKP and 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 DBK over the past ten years or whatever that they've been around that 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 DBK has been around, but it's like. That was one of the things for me that really attracted me as far as you know being part of that club was that you know the the gear that I had was built to a level that was I mean it was indescribable you couldn't describe the detail that I had in that car and uh, and and to know that uh, once the car is DBK level car it's like everybody kind of knows the same the same thing like I said with a with a, a DKP car or German folks you know when a club reaches a, a a status level that people know what to expect or how clean and sharp and detailed the car is going to be you know it, it's it's kind of a sense of pride you know what i mean like like you said like you made it to the big leagues like this is now your car made it to that level so yeah i'm, I'm itching to get my car back out you know the split window so that car's that car's got a lot of detail in it and uh and and really i've put a lot of components in that car to drive it to really put my foot in it and drive it so um yeah yeah i'm stoked man i'm hoping i'm hoping something for this summer so maybe i'll see you out there with my split too but uh
1: <laughs> yeah come on come out and join us
0: who knows who knows well um well cool man so anybody wants to get at you how do they how do they get in
1: touch with you uh well, my instagram is here at 1951 so it's the same thing as my year my car nice uh, feel free feel free to send me a message there or on facebook ray me here
0: well cool brother well, well ray man I, I definitely appreciate all you've been doing for the scene for a long time and the cars that you're bringing out and the inspiration that it gives to a lot of guys out there and uh anything else you want to leave us with man before we wrap it up
1: well give a shout out to my boy alex uh platform media man he's really helped out a lot uh really helped everybody get back uh, on, on track with vws again and hopefully this hopefully this next year this next season i'll be back in the race season myself with uh with my race car
0: oh nice so you're building a race car too
1: no i've had a race car I've, that's that's how i got involved with the whole thing before It's just uh i've got a pro turbo uh race car that we uh, we race and i've not had, uh, had a chance in the last few years because of uh multiple surgeries <laughs> yeah and now uh now i said you know what let's let's get back hopefully this next year make a full season and uh take the car out and try and look for a five second pass
0: nice nice so uh, so that car what's the what's the name on that car Does that car got a name on it
1: that's backdraft. draft back it's, it's yeah it's a yellow oval window 1956 is the num. that's the number of the car 1956 nice and it's a tur- turbocharged car too that's all the way it goes turbo
0: oh nice and when? when's the last time that car has been out on the track
1: um, the last time I drove it was 2014 mm-hmm. and I said, I said, I, I didn't want to see the car sit there for a while. So I had uh, Jason Agum of JSC, uh, drive the car for me. So he, he went a couple seasons, uh, since his car was down at the time, I said, Hey, you know what, Tim? if you want to drive my car, you're welcome to it. And he put it on the track and, uh, I was just the, uh, the pit manager right there and watched him do it.
0: Nice. So this car, you're planning on getting this car back out soon here and getting this car and running it.
1: Yes. Hopefully, this next season coming, where you, uh, I'm going to be back driving it.
0: Very cool. And what race series are you going to be running? The
1: BRS or? Uh, we're we're going to run the BRS and also the um, what the drag day events.
0: Drag Day, the Fontana drag days. The, the the triple,
1: the, the tri- the triple crown, uh, which is uh, I think uh, two of them are at uh, Irwindale, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, nice! That's the uh, that's the outlaw turbo class.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it here on your Instagram, man. That's legit. This is a this looks like a, a this car looks like it means business.
1: Well, it's a, it's a full full tube chassis car. We just uh, changed all the rims on this car. Uh, went uh, put the weld wheels on there. It's got every trick stuff that any other car would have on there.
0: And who who uh, who built the chassis on this car?
1: Uh, it, you know, it Um the guy his name is Paul Jones. Mm -hmm. He built the car with his dad. Um I bought it from the Midwest area and shipped had it shipped over here. I couldn't find anything out here that I was to to what I was looking for. I didn't want another pant car. I said, you know what, let's step up to the next level and let's go ladder bar chassis car. And uh this one just happened to jump in where it was a roller only. And we I made all the modifications and Put a bus box in it, put my turbo engine in it, uh, put a um MSC shifter in it. It just everything that you can do for racing.
0: Nice. So you built the motor in this thing too? Yes. Very cool. And then uh and you're thinking this car's gonna be mid fives?
1: Uh no. I, I just I just want my best on the car was six oh eight. Uh huh. So I knew the car was on the verge of just going to the fives. And from that point on, I went to my first surgery. And I said, well, the car got parked. And I never got a chance to finish off. And here we are going oh. go back. And I'd like to see a 580, 585. Uh, I'd be happy with that.
0: Nice. Well, good luck, man. That's we'll, fast. That's, uh, yeah, that, that's scary fast. <laughs> that real, that, what kind of mile an hour are you running at a five, on a 585? What kind of mile an hour are you looking at on uh, like that? A
1: 585 would put you about 122, 123 because uh, the six the six oh eight I went was one hundred and fifteen, so getting that uh, five ninety. You know, like I said all I know is five ninety. I don't care if it's five ninety nine, and I'll be happy.
0: Yeah, what it's funny because you say it like that, like a five oh nine. You know, uh, like a like a five eighty a five ninety pass or five eighty five passes. You're saying it's one hundred twenty five mile an hour, and and really when yeah. you think about that, you say zero to 125 miles an hour in five, five seconds I mean that's that's like the, that's the perspective that a lot of people I, I think you know it's it's hard for us to equate but when you look at that you're talking 10 years ago that was zero to 60 times for cars you know and we've yeah, got it's, VWs out there I
1: usually try to I try to equate that to so people understand or say look at your clock your watch right now and count off five, six seconds I don't care just go six seconds and you're already over 100 miles an hour yeah the zero, the zero to sixty is in a second and point something is all it is. Where people, you know, you see advertisements of cars and zero sixty and three point something. You're talking one point some seconds in zero to sixty. Yeah, that's that is a rush. That is a like hold on to everything because, like I said, there is no room for error.
0: That's wild, man. And what's the set? Is that car that, that car's got a bus box in it?
1: That's got a bus box in it.
0: So you're hitting you're hitting three gears or four gears in eighth second, or eighth mile. I mean, three.
1: I, I'm doing three gears. Uh, at the, at the third gear, it's running through the lights at about eighty two hundred.
0: Holy smokes! And what's this? What's the displacement so, on that motor?
1: Uh, the specs on that one right now is uh, eighty by 94, 2220.
0: Wow, that's wild, man! And you've dynoed this yeah. motor?
1: That's it. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun car. It is fun. Uh, and like I said, it's scary fast. It's scary fast. You you do get a rush out of it.
0: Yeah, it looks like a good time, man. Well, for sure. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it, man. Hopefully, th- hopefully, I'll make it to the next drag day. Those are always kind of tough for me because, it, those being on Sunday, man, driving out and then just driving home after you're all tired from the day, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of rough. But you never I'm, I might tough it out. <laughs> I might have to tough it out and go well, and go check it out. So you're gonna have the thing out the next drag day, you think?
1: I'm hoping so. If we don't have the race car, I will have the split out there. So it's going to be one one of the two.
0: Well, right on, brother, man. Well, cool. I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Like I said, I appreciate everything you've done for the scene and the cars you've put out and, and the history that you have. And, uh, you know, everybody, get, you get out there, you see Ray and his car, uh, make sure you stop by, say, hey, let him know you heard him on Let's Talk Dubs. And uh, And now that you know the inside of the story, now you can check out some of the details when you check out his car, man. Well, Ray, man, I appreciate you for coming on the podcast, brother.
1: No, I appreciate it very much. Hey, you know what? Uh, as much as we can keep people involved here, and like I said, the story is always the uh, the best thing. Not you always wonder how did everybody get involved, and everybody has a unique story.
0: No, absolutely, man. That's that's uh, that's pretty awesome. And I, I re- like I said, I definitely appreciate you coming on the podcast, brother.
1: Hey, thanks a lot.
0: All right, later. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you click the link at the bottom, share it with a friend. Post it on your Facebook feed and on your Instagram. Let everybody know what you're listening to so you can share this podcast with other VW enthusiasts out there. Also, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to letstalkdubs.com. Go to the store, buy some merch, pick up a t-shirt or a sticker pack or whatnot, and support the podcast any way that you can. Coming up next week, we're going to be releasing to you guys our year interview, which will be with Bruce Myers, the guy who invented the myers Max, and was hugely influential in the beginning of the off-road scene or played a big part in the explosion due to the myers Manx and the popularity thereof. So we we'll look forward to that. Once again, guys, appreciate all your support out there and don't forget share, invite, and let everybody know about let's talk dubs, man. Until next week, guys, later.
1: A Volkswagen
0: is a nice station wagon to have the house.